you're a parent wondering if you're doing it right, you've come to the right place. Because in this podcast, we chat with other parents wondering the same thing. And they're about to give you permission to get creative and parent the way that works for you and your little cuties. This is Making Clemonade by Clementine Kids, and I'm your host, Danelle. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode. We have the beautiful Miss Olivia Hunsaker joining us today, and I am so excited to dive into her thoughts and experiences with parenthood. And Olivia, it's so good to have you. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah. So, okay, when we, you have to know that when we were first coming up with Making Clemonade, this idea of the podcast, um, we were all in a room and we were going kind of around in a circle, just saying, who do you think we should interview? And I know you're good friends with the owners, Skylar mm-hmm. and Haley. Yes. And they're like, we have to get Olivia on the podcast. And they were, they just talked you up so much. I was like, I've got to oh. meet this girl. <laughs> That's so sweet. I am honored that they would say that, honestly. That's really sweet. They're so great. They're so great. And so I immediately started stalking you on Instagram. Oh, cool. (laughs) And I just love the way that you portray motherhood and your life. And I feel like just the way your house is decorated, everything is just so fun. It just was really fun. So I really loved to do that. And I love to see the creativity that you and your kids and your family do together and that your husband gets involved. Anyway, your stories were cracking me up. It was really fun to kind of get to know you that way. Well, thank you so much. Of course, of course. So, okay, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your cute family, um, your kids, how many kids you have? Yeah, so I'm Olivia, and I've been married to my husband, Jake, for about 13 years, a little over 13 years, and we have three daughters together. Um, Our oldest is six. Her name is Eleanor, our We have a four-year-old named Violet and a one-year-old named Emma. And I'm also typically an online teacher and entrepreneur, but the birth of my third child, along with a global pandemic, has led me to what is now, I think, an 18-month-plus hiatus. Hiatus. I love it. (laughs) So I might might start dabbling in that again soon, but it's okay. I'm taking it slow at this time in my life. I love that. I'm naturally a creative person, and I try to to exercise that in both my work and mom life because I don't really feel like I have time for hobbies outside of those two things and um, because of that I'm really good at roping my children into all sorts of ridiculous things. (laughs) Do they have a good attitude about it though for the most part? They really do which I'm grateful for because it's really amusing to to do that. (laughs) So give us an example of some of the things that you guys do. So I just like to do a lot of fun video or photo projects and I I'll talk about it a bit more later, but the latest one that I wasn't going to mention, but has been the most fun for me lately is that I've started creating these uh, office parody videos with my kids. And <laughs> I, we created a little office just like the television show, but they have, you know, toy phones and they don't know how to count. And <laughs> it's just really, really funny. And I interview them just like they're on the show. And that's one of the examples of things that I do with them that they're really good sports about. They, they don't, I haven't seen the show. They don't know what it is. Sure. sure. Okay. And <laughs> we do what I tell them. <laughs> we're huge fans of the office here. So oh. I can't wait to watch that because my husband and I, we watch the office like religiously. We absolutely love it. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yes. You should. I have them on a public Instagram account. You should. Okay. 
Okay. Oh my gosh. That's so cute that you do that. And I'm glad that they're good sports about it because I feel like it could potentially look like pulling teeth, trying to get him to like sit still and do things. So yeah. And if it was like that, I wouldn't try, but I'm so grateful that they do because it, it makes my days so much, so more much better. I was going to yeah. ask you, do you have a rule of thumb where you're like, Hey, look, the moment this isn't fun anymore, we're done. I sure do. Yes. If I have to if feel like I'm fighting my kids and it's yeah. just miserable. If it's miserable for them, it's miserable for me. Absolutely. So why bother? Oh, good. <laughs> I'm always glad when it does work out. But yeah, so far it's been okay. But yeah, I do have that rule. I love that. That's so good. Okay. And I also know a little tidbit about your family that your husband's actually a mental health therapist. Is that right? He is. That's yeah. awesome. So I actually married a mental health therapist as well. And so I, we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier, but just emotions and the topic of emotions is such a huge topic in our house. We talk about it all the time. We talk about honoring those emotions and that kind of thing. And one of my favorite posts that you had um, mentioned on your Instagram was your family had built a snowman. And Mm -hmm. your snowman was, your daughter had realized that it was eventually going to melt and go away. And so for like days up until that, she was like offering a tearful goodbye. (laughs) Yes. Every day she would go outside and say goodbye just in case it was the last time she would see it. And she would always... It, it wasn't just for show. She would really be full of these big emotions about it and cry about it. And I, it was humorous to me because I, I was like, didn't you didn't realize this when we built it? But, yeah, this wasn't a permanent thing. But, yeah, but you know, I tried to be a good parent and comfort her. <laughs> sure, validate those. <laughs> Help her manage those feelings. Yes. I work really hard to... When they're trying to tell me something that I'm making eye contact with them and fully listening to them, um, (laughs) apart from I think it's the right thing to do, but if I don't, they'll repeat my name (laughs) a dozen times and I really don't want to hear that. (laughs) They'll like grab your face and be like, look, look at me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, and then I also just try to listen to their ideas and let them guide our play and things that we do in our day-to-day. Um, a lot of the, I do a lot of creative projects that are parent-led that I decide, but there's a lot of things we do that are child-led as well. Um, like we make a lot of movies in our house, but they're child-produced and directed, and it's really hard not to insert myself and say, well, that's a really horrible costume idea. <laughs> Why don't we just use an actual hat instead of a plate? Or I don't know. Um, but I don't. I refrain. And it makes some really amazing things. I'm always glad at the end. The end product is always amazing if the kids are in charge. I love it. How, how do you store your projects? Like, where do you like to, to keep those? Are they mostly for family use or like... So far, the ones that we've made that are 100% child-led and directed, they're just for us. But if I'm in charge, I'll usually post them on a public Instagram yeah. account that I have. It's a small, it's not like a big platform, but yeah. it's just like, here, friends, you can look at this if you want to. I feel like my biggest struggle is having just a phone full of videos and fo- photos that we do absolutely nothing with. Yes. So that's what I need to figure out, like my sorting system there so that I can have it available, not necessarily for the public, but you know, just a way to organize that. Yeah. Well, somewhere where you can actually find it and watch it again. Cause there, I take so many photos and videos 
what are the chances I actually watch? All oh, of them it's again, so you know? true. And do you watch them with your kids? Like the ones that they do, do yes. you love to watch them? Yeah. The ones that we've actually put effort into creating, the only yeah. thing they don't do is the editing. My husband will do that. Sure. And so they're, they're so excited to see the final product. And so they do ask to see those ones over and over again. <laughs> do you do like a family movie night to do a premiere of some of those? <laughs> we <laughs> That's should. what you need That's to do. Idea. You need to get like a, a thing of popcorn and put it on a projector, have yes. a little movie night premiere. We should definitely do that. My daughter's always been disappointed. She thinks that when we make a movie, it should be on Netflix. And well, the yeah. first time we did it, she, she wanted to go on Netflix and find it. <laughs> to explain it. It's not on Netflix. I don't, that's not how it works. Oh, that's the cutest thing. I love it. I love that. She's like disappointed. She's like, it's yeah. not there, mom. Call like Netflix. This- this Call. is a high quality item. Like what, why is it not? Call Netflix. Get us, get us a deal here. Yes. That's too cute. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about, so you're staying home. You've had this big mm-hmm. transition recently. You said you yeah. had another baby and you left your job to be home with your kiddos. Yeah. Not to mention the pandemic was oh, yeah. <laughs> insane. How, how are you managing with that? How was that transition? How do you like, how have you felt through that experience? Yeah, it was actually really hard for me. I I think up until I had my third child, I was always able to kind of juggle those two things, like being able to work and taking care of my kids. And my husband works full time too. So when I worked, it was sacrificing my free time, but it was something I was willing to do. I didn't need that for my mental health. But then after my third child and the pandemic, my mental health started tanking and it was no longer something I could do. I needed those spaces in my day where I wasn't busy. Yeah. You know, once my kids were in bed, I needed to just watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to just sit and stare at the wall. And and though even though I wasn't busy and I felt guilt about not being productive, I finally accepted that I had to take a step back because it was what was best for me and then thereby best for my kids because if I'm not taking care of myself, I can't take very good care of them. And absolutely um I actually felt a lot of relief. I was sad at first because it felt like a loss. I really enjoy my work, but and eventually I felt relief and I realized it was the right path for me. Yeah. And I have found a lot of other ways to find joy because I used to put most of my creativity in my job. Um, I've always done a lot of creative things with my kids as well, but I've done a lot more focus, like play with them and just had more energy to spend with them because I wasn't trying to divide myself in so many ways. For sure. Well, and being an entrepreneur, exactly what you said, like putting that, that takes a ton of creativity to be able to do that. So you did need to like, it makes sense that you would need to find a way to kind of redirect that creativity a little bit with that. Yeah, for sure. Just so I felt, I don't know, still felt like me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool to, to kind of hear that. And I think the reason I find that so enlightening is because a big part of what we want to do on this podcast is honestly, just parents validating other parents. <laughs> I oh, think yeah. there's so many, um, I mean, life is hard and, and parenthood is hard. And there are a lot of voices out there that can, you know, tell you what you should be doing or, or where you should be putting your time or, or that you should be productive. Or then there are people who are saying you should have time to watch TV and, and, you know, and you just, you just struggle and you have to find what fits for you. Yeah, I I think that's true. And sometimes something works one, like for a few months and then I have to switch gears and, you know, for the next few months. And so I think both can work for a single person, but it'll like change. You just have to recognize what, what you need at the time, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. So a big part of what, like, yes, a big part of what we decided when we were creating Making Clemonade was like, how do we, how do we be that voice of permission that people don't need, but the permission to, to do what works for you and, and to switch it up and to, you know, to find ways to do self-care. Like, how do we offer that, that permission? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's been really cool to just, to hear from people. Did you feel like there was a, a turning point where you were able to offer yourself permission finally to, to take care of yourself? Uh, I think it was just realizing I didn't really didn't have the time when I was working. Yeah, I wasn't able to complete the same tasks in the same time frame, and and then they'd be irrelevant by the time I finish. And that was my big wake up call. There were a lot of other things I should have been listening to before <laughs> that, but then realizing, well, even when I do work, it doesn't matter because these projects are obsolete and irrelevant by the time I finish yeah. them. So, so what am I doing to myself? But yeah, I should have listened to a lot of other things. Too. I I was just really on edge. I yeah. my anxiety was worse. I should have listened to those things first. <laughs> no, no, it's so good to hear that. And we we were talking about that as a team too at Clementine Kids. Just this idea that sometimes your capacity is different than what you thought it was gonna be. I mean, oftentimes that happens to me. And I think to be honest, like, I, I, and not to harp on like the pandemic. I think everyone's sick of talking about COVID. I'm sure. <laughs> at this point, but honestly, it created a new capacity for so many of us. All of a sudden, I think we realized like how much we actually could do or yeah. And then, and then bringing kids into the mix. And, and I think, I think sometimes we look back with past experience and think, well, I used to be able to do X, Y, and Z. I should still be able to yeah. you know, perform at that level. And it does it. Sometimes it takes a hit, a hit on us, but I love that. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you like to do with your family as a tradition that just kind of keeps some of those days. I mean, you've talked about the ways that you keep it from not being so mundane and the way that you've livened it up a little bit. Um, But yeah, we'd love for you to share some of those ideas for those creative moms who are out there, who are at home with their kids, and maybe they want to try some of the same ideas. Yeah. Um, well, the, the first thing uh, we do is one that's really simple, but something we we add to every year is that we try to think of holidays that don't have any fun tra- traditions that go with them, and we invent some. Um, my husband and I actually started doing this when we first became friends. We were friends for a few years before we even started dating, and I had talked to him about how Groundhog Day was such a boring, sad holiday. Nothing really <laughs> happens. And he suggested that we come up with a tradition. And so we made a cup of dirt. It's just this cup of chocolate pudding with the crushed Oreo crumbs, you know, and you put like a gummy worm in it. Sure, sure. We, we added a candy bar inside to represent the groundhog. And now we're married and we have kids and we've done it every year since then. <laughs> and and that's just something that we look forward to that's really simple. Like it doesn't have to be a really big thing for, well, even, I want to say kids to get excited, but for me, I get excited about it too. So that's just one example. Um, also, we recently started celebrating Day of the Dead ever since we saw the movie. Oh Coco. my gosh. You're like, I really love this way that they honor their ancestors. Like, I would want to start doing this as well. And so just this last year, we added that. Uh, additional holiday to celebrate in our home and sometimes it's stressful that's why we just do a little bit at a time yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. always there's already so much going on um but really all that meant was we just put pictures of some of like a grandparents that have died just up on our piano for a few weeks just so we could 
look at them and remember them. And um, some other things that we do, we do uh, living room sleepovers a couple times a year and it's like a really big deal. My kids look forward to it a lot. Um, we also love to do family themed Halloween costumes and take creative pictures in our family themed costumes. My absolute favorite costume we've ever done was actually the easiest and we dressed up as characters from Seinfeld. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was perfect because we only had two kids at the time and my oldest child had really curly hair so we were able to poof it like Kramer and then we had a baby and she made the perfect George because she's oh my God. and it was amazing and I think the, the more funny it is for us, the better, the better it is because kids, especially when no kids idea. don't have any say, like yeah. they don't care. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's the cutest thing. I feel like I want to be a part of your family. I want to come, hey, come join us. <laughs> I want to come join your theme. That is so cute. And you're right. Like, I think sometimes you need those mile markers to look forward to, to help pass the timer, you know, like, like Groundhog's Day, like what's, what else is happening around that time? You know, you kind of need things to look forward to. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And, or you could just make up your own holiday. If something significant happens in your family, you can just remember it for the next year and do something similar the next year. And it could just be like a new holiday just for you. That's so cute. I love this idea too, that it doesn't have to be overwhelming and it doesn't have to be, you know, everything all the time. I remember walking into a birthday party and my cousin had made her daughter, this beautiful princess Sophia cake. And it was Aww. like hand dipped cones and like a Tootsie roll bridge. And she's like, I know, I know. I just love doing this so much. Like she was almost embarrassed that she had gone overboard Yeah, and she's like, I just love doing it. And I thought that is so cool because if you're up at 2am crying because your cones aren't dipped right like that's a problem but if you love it and it brings you joy and it's exciting to you it fills your cup like go for it it. I feel the same way I know people that love to plan these elaborate beautiful birthday parties for their kids and I'm not that way but that brings them joy but I'm kind of extra in other ways I like something other things bring me joy that I put a lot of time into and I think everyone has a thing that they would rather totally totally Like the idea of sitting down and editing a video like brings me so much anxiety. (laughs) So I love that you guys do that. And that's, that's an exciting point for your family. So I think that's so cute. Hey, Olivia, you've given us some really cute inspirations for families to implement. We do have just to end the episode, a couple ways to um, get to know you just a little bit better. These are our rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. What's your pump up song when you need motivation? Okay. Well, this changes a lot and it's usually something that my kids would listen to as well, but lately it's the my year song from the Disney channel, original movie zombies. Oh my gosh. I love that. Got some quality dance tunes. I actually love that movie. I'm not ashamed of it. That's fantastic. It is a good soundtrack. So you're looking for something to watch with your kids, the Disney zombie movie. Uh All right. What's the best life lesson your parents gave you? I think it's tolerance. My parents are super different from one another in really fundamental ways. They have different religious beliefs and they're on opposite sides of the political spectrum. Wow. Yet they're happily married. They've been married for almost 38 years now. And I've learned a lot from that example that you can love and respect someone even if they are really different from you. And even if those differences seem really major and it's changed the way that I view people and the way I build relationships. Oh, I love that. Such a good lesson. What's the craziest thing you've done out of desperation as a parent? Okay. So this one actually happened pretty recently within the last year. My eldest daughter, she was five at the time, peed her pants while laughing. And because she's 
so old. We hadn't packed an extra pair of clothes sure. for her for years. <laughs> and so we really didn't know what to do to get her home covered, even just to the car so that she was covered and appropriate. And we ended up taking a grocery bag and poking holes in the bottom. <laughs> and she put the handles up over her shoulders. And it was like this little noisy jumper. <laughs> it's like car. Walmart, Walmart brand. <laughs> <laughs> It was really funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is good to know. I'm going to need to keep grocery bags in my, yes, in my car. That is great. too good. Well, the last question we have is if you could go back in time, what parent hack would you give yourself permission to start doing without the fear of being shamed or feeling guilty? I would tell myself that diapers have a lot more mileage than I gave them credit for. <laughs> you don't have to change it when there's just a tiny bit of blue on the line. You wait till it's all the way full. And then you learn how to push your limits. So, that, yes. <laughs> so you know exactly how full you can get that diaper. Yep. Oh, I love it, Olivia. Well, how can people connect with you if they'd like to get in touch or, or stay in touch with you after this episode? Yeah, well, I, I do. I have a public Instagram account if people wanted to be friends on there. It's a small account. So I do feel like I make a lot of friends on that account. Um, it's just Olivia online. And my name on it is my maiden name. It's Olivia Ballard. So or they, okay. they could search me that way as well. I love it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You are adorable and I'm excited to create some random holidays for my family. Yes. (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining us on today's episode and we'll see you next week. This episode was brought to you by Clementine Kids. Check out our crib sheets, quilts, swaddles, and art prints at clementinekids.com and follow us on Instagram at clementinekids.